Lane Kiffin finally named a wait. No, I'm getting that he did not name a quarterback as the starter, and he barely named who won the scrimmage. I guess this is still going on. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. Hello, I'm Stephen Willis, and welcome to this morning's edition of the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. And today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash college or enter promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for a free white tech hat with every purchase you want to take your bird dogs off we promise you okay lane kiffin spoke to the media yesterday and it wasn't a situation where a lot of information went out he, he did talk about some stuff that we're going to play some clips for you guys um but it wasn't exactly i don't know very good honestly I think Jackson Dart is still the guy. I think everybody thinks that Jackson Dart is still the guy, but Lane Kiffin is going to play the charade probably all the way up into the first game. Maybe he feels like he needs to do it for um, the competition. Maybe he feels that Jackson's better because of it. I do not know. But the main thing to point out is, like, this is David Eckert, who was at the conference, said he thought the quarterback play was really, really strong in the Rebels' most recent scrimmage. At it, Dart and Sanders both made a play they'd want to take back. But overall, offense won the day. Also, you look at Michael Katz from the Tupelo Daily Journal. The quarterbacks had a good scrimmage over the weekend. Lane Kiffin just told us Jackson Dart and Spencer Sanders both had one play they wouldn't like to have back. Kiffin said, overall, that room looked great in the scrimmage. So that's kind of like, what we got out of the press conference thing. Like I said, we're going to play a couple of clips. The best little bit of news is going to be in the second segment to where we can actually talk about something Lane Kiffin said about the Grove Collective. But whenever you look at actually the scrimmage, all we know for sure is the quarterbacks played well. They played about even because that's like both older quarterbacks made a mistake like that. So there's not really a winner of that day not really a winner of that scrimmage. Um, The defense has played really competitively. If you listen to the other interviews and all that, he's really high on the defense. He says that um, it's really cool to have a system in place that is really similar to what Alabama does and what Georgia does. That's something that we can put in the back of the minds as well. Um, If we're doing a lot of the same thing that Alabama's been doing and a lot of the same stuff that Georgia's doing, that's probably um, a good situation to be in. Um, He likes that they have answers for the problems that tempo and all that can create, and they can adjust kind of on the fly to them, and that is causing a much more competitive environment between the offense and the defense. But here is Lane Kiffin talking about yesterday's scrimmage. Yeah, I thought quarterback play was really, really strong Saturday. I thought the week before, um, defense in general had a really good Saturday. I thought this Saturday the offense did and passing game and running game, you know, 
um, much more points, much more yards, higher average per carry. So um, and I thought the quarterbacks did some really good things. And um, the two older guys both made a significant play they'd want to take back. Um, but I uh, saw some really good things, and I think we're in a, a great position of multiple guys that could go in the game and help us win. Yeah, you guys know we handle things internally with discipline and, and what we do um, with that. And so uh, he's back out there practicing and you know, getting any more details. Um, yeah, I think it's really competitive when you have you know, a scheme that's been tested over a long time. I mean, it's a little variable difference in Alabama, but similar to the Alabama-Georgia you know, defensive structure. And so that presents a lot of problems and has a lot of answers to the problems you present to them. So that makes everybody better um, you know, when you have that type of, of defensive structure. So how did Reggie do? Because he told me today he was very nervous. He said it was his first interview, and he says, I was really nervous, Coach. All right, that was Lane Kiffin in today's press conference, and he talked talk about the defense a little bit. He talked about um, a little bit about the quarterback position. He talked about Kari Coleman, who, um, as many people know, has been he's back from being suspended from team activities. Um, getting out there, that is good to know. He's preseason All SEC on several outlets as well. So this is a good linebacker that is almost is getting back, and that room is going to be in pretty good shape. The important thing about it is you can see Lane Kiffin is not going to just volunteer information. He is not. So he's not going to talk about injuries. He's not going to talk about personnel. He'll talk about big picture stuff, but that's it. And that is one of the reasons this podcast has honestly taken off um, unbelievably quick. This would not have worked under Matt Luke. This would not have worked under Hugh Freeze. And the reason is the lack of information coming out to where the only advantage of actually being in Oxford, Mississippi, is you get to put your own eyes on, which that all depends on how much you actually know about what you're looking at, and you get to ask a question. Those are the two advantages that happens, and that's not really relevant for what we do. All we know in this situation is Kari Coleman is going to be back. Nobody's going to find out about it. He's practicing. I don't know. What will happen if there's a game suspension? Is he just practicing, but he's back with the football team as well? One last little bit of news. The on three preseason All-American team was named. Aiden Williams was a part of that team. They basically went position by position and released players um, all over. Basically what happened is the on three people, they bought into the fact that over the first week and a half of the camp, it was all Aiden Williams all the time. Sontarian Perkins absolutely deserves to be on this team. There's not a linebacker out there that is a true freshman that is in better place to make a splash than Sontarian Perkins. But Aiden Williams actually did make the team. Maybe it was a situation they didn't want to put two of those players on it. I do not know. But in my mind, in most everybody's mind, Aiden Williams and Sontarian Perkins has a chance to absolutely be a star in the near to not so far future so anyway when we come back we are going to talk about the grove collective raising over 1.7 million dollars in one day of their week-long day um giving fundraising drive that they have been on this will basically help the 2024 recruiting class you're going to see 
a jump of enrollment of subscriptions. And we'll tell you why that's important. And um, Wayne Kiffin will talk about why the Ole Miss Rebels are like the Green Bay Packers when it comes to all of this coming together. And the Ole Miss Rebels dealing with NIL is really similar to the Green Bay Packers. So stick around for that for sure. But right now, I do want to let everybody know that today's show is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Listen, Bird Dogs make you look fantastic. They have stretch khaki shorts, anti-sweat, anti-stink wicking fabric. It's unbelievably good, flexible. And if you if you are like me, if you know my story, okay, and know that I have to walk, like I, as soon as I finish recording this, I'm going for my third mile of a walk today. And it's not because I want to do it. It's because I have to, because half of my balance got cut out during a surgery. So if I do not walk, I get wobbly. My balance is non-existent on half of my body. So I have to go through that. And you find out real quick the shorts that are good for walking and the shorts that are not good for walking. And Bird Dogs is just fantastic. The stretch fabric is lightweight. It has a liner. It's unbelievably comfortable. It's the most comfortable shorts that you will ever put on. Whether you're playing golf, walking, going to a thing park, doing whatever you do, is if it's active, wear your Bird Dog shorts. And go to birddogs.com and enter promo code Locked On College for a free white tech hat with every order. Here it is right here, a free white tech hat. That's birddogs.com slash college or promo code LockedOnCollege for a free white tech hat. You will not want to take your bird dogs off, we promise you. And this is absolutely true because if you buy a set of bird dogs, you will be in my comments on YouTube talking about, hey, Steve, you were right. These are amazing. And everybody should get a pair and wear them. And I've got multiple pair of them. And like I said, it's just fantastic. And it's the best shorts I've ever bought, period. Pretty bar none, actually. So thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. All right. Well, I, I know we keep harping on this on second segments, but it's an important deal. And I think people need to understand what is going on and why this needs to be a subject line and a storyline that is talked about on an Ole Miss sports podcast, because this is something that allows Ole Miss fans, Ole Miss students to directly impact the product on the field. This is something we were unable to do two or three years ago. Now we can and if you look at NI, um, On3, this is from the On3 NIL account. The Grove Collective raised $1.7 million on the first day of Gro Grove Collection Week. Ole Miss coaches, including Lane Sk Kiffin, helped fundraising during a live stream. It was kind of a crazy day, but that was the magic. Story um, from Andy Whitfrey um, on On3 News. And this is important, and it's important for the way Ole Miss sells this, okay? Ole Miss constantly is going to have to sell this because here's the deep, dirty, dark secret. There's about nine to 10,000 people that are willing to pay for content surrounding Ole Miss sports. All of the pay sites is basically just 10,000 people. There's different groups that are subscribed to multiple things but it's about 10,000 people 
in um, total. Now, put that in perspective. If you were in Vault Hemingway Stadium, the all the pay, pay subscriber base would fit in the north end zone where the students sit. And then you just look at all those other people that are at the game, enjoying the game, lifelong rebels, all of that stuff. They need to figure out a way to sell to them. Much in the same way that I am doing my show for them, not the people that are willing to pay for content, the people that just want high quality content, but don't want to pay for it. So the Grove Collective and Walker Jones has actually been on the show multiple times. And he talked about what's going on and the unbelievable important thing. Now it's important that Ole Miss has major boosters. Okay. Like Tyler Jordan giving several, probably hundred thousand dollars um, to get Ole Miss like over a million dollars whenever they broke that during their faux Jerry Lewis telethon um, yesterday or two days ago. But Ole Miss needs the smaller donors. Ole Miss needs the group that Clemson did several years ago. They did they do a thing called IPTE, and IPTE stands um, stands for I pay twenty a year, just twenty dollars a year goes in there, and that is a become a central aspect of their fundraising. Ole Miss needs to sell and figure out how to sell this to its fan base and to those people other than ten thousand that are willing to pay for content. Now, for instance, if you would sell the lowest subscription models, $21 a month, roughly $250 a year, most everybody has the ability to do that, especially if they are subscribed to more than one message board and a pay site where they all have the same amount of information. If that money was circled up to player acquisition, you would have something that you can use, something you can um, that would be good for you. Also, people that are outside of Oxford and don't go to games, but might be sidewalk fans, that might be cap and t-shirt fans, as Pete Boone derided 20 years ago. This NIL and this thing would be a way for you to feel attached, a way for you to take ownership over this, honestly, ball club that you love. And that's an important thing as because what Lane Kiffin said, Lane Kiffin talked about how Ole Miss is resembling the Green Bay Packers. And he's not talking about like talent or anything like that. He's talking about the way that the Green Bay Packers are constructed, the type of town that Green Bay is. Green Bay is not the largest town in Wisconsin. Green Bay is a little bit different place. It, it is a remnant area. They got a team back when like the Duluth Bulldogs were a thing. The one that survived was the Green Bay Packers. And over the years, they figured out a way to take ownership over their football team. And now they have shareholders all through the city um, that take ownership of the Green Bay Packers. Their success is important to them that they invest in it. You can buy shares. That's a waiting list for it. And this subscription service would be a way for you to take ownership over the Ole Miss athletic program that you love. Whether you're a student where you can join for $10 a month, whether you are just a regular Joe Average fan who is interested in joining at $21 a month, it doesn't matter. Every dollar counts. There's several tiers that you can go if $21 a month is just too little. 
and you can and you want to do more. But the point is at the bottom level, every dollar counts. And this is Lane Kiffin talking about the Ole Miss comparison to the Green Bay Packers. Extremely encouraged. Um, you guys know from covering me that I'm very real on good, bad, ugly. Um, just like I'm with the players, with you guys about things and concerns over time here. And um, you know, it, it's been awesome what the collective's done, what Walker Jones has done, um, and what the donors have done. I, I mentioned it. Yesterday, you know, I kind of came up with this that I feel like, you know, Ole Miss is kind of like the Green Bay Packers of college football, especially the SEC. You know, not the biggest town, not the, you know, <clears throat> most alumni. And um, see them come together like they have really kind of makes me think of Green Bay and how it's like shareholders, you know, owning the team. And... I said it yesterday, we're, without that, we're not going anywhere. I don't care how great of assistant coaches you hire, who your head coach is, any of that. If you don't have this, just like you've seen any professional sports, and um, you, know, you don't have resources, you, you don't win. That's why I took a lot of heat. But a couple years ago, when I said NIL and getting a collective <clears throat> done right and funded properly, is way more important than anything else nowadays. And it is more important than the size of the weight rooms and um, size of stadiums and how many Heisman trophies you have. Um, and <clears throat> I don't think I'm like a wizard, but if you didn't see that coming, that 17, 18 year olds are gonna make decisions and once salaries were included, that that was gonna be the number one factor, then you kind of missed the boat on that. So. Now we're seeing it, and everyone's seeing it and talking about it, but um, we've been honest for a couple of years, and to see our fans and donors respond like that is, is awesome because I'm just telling you, we, we wouldn't go anywhere, and you would not be enjoying going to games uh, if this wasn't in place. That's pretty cool indeed, um, listening to Lane Kiffin talk about that. I know it was a pretty, pretty, pretty decent-sized clip. Thank you for sitting through that. When we come back, we will have – some viewer mail, and we will talk about some polls and some thoughts that I have. And honestly, we're going to go a little bit off the rails for about five or six minutes. So stick around for that. Thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. Hi, I'm Stephen Willis, and this is the Locked On Ole podcast. And that was Lane Kiffin before the break talking about the similarities between the Ole Miss fan base, the Ole Miss Oxford, um, the University of Mississippi, all of that coming together, and the Green Bay Packers and how that kind of fits in the ecosphere around professional football. You talk about big markets, you talk about small markets, all of that kind of comes into play as well. So, I want to go a little bit off the rails and this is our viewer mail thing. And I, I know this is kind of cheating that I'm going to bring up something that I posted. Um, so I get that. I understand that, but I think it's an interesting question and I want to put it out to the people at large and get their thoughts on it. I get that we have the fins up staying, but that's not really a saying. Okay. It's not that it's kind of a motto and hotty toddy is kind of the proud saying. You know, 
You walk up to somebody and say hotty, hotty, toddy when you want to say hi, when you want to say bye. Um, you go up and you say fins up whenever you, you want to bow up and ever, all of that. But we don't really have something that we can say to other people. LSU has tiger bait. Georgia has gator bait. And I've always been jealous of those sayings. For whatever reason, I've been jealous of them. And I was on Twitter yesterday. and. Somebody like Zach Blackerby has been, for whatever reason, Auburn's been punching up on us all week. But I noticed that Ole Miss fans are kind of starting to fight with him and all that. And one of the people came back and replied to him and just simply said, shark bait. So here's the question. Should I go all in and promote shark bait? Even just as a saying amongst Loom fans, people that watch the podcast to where if you hear somebody say shark bait, you know it's us. You can see at the bottom of the poll, like I did that yes and yes, and I don't know and no. There's no no's. Everything gets one vote just from the simple poll bot. So there's no no's on there. Um, there's all capital letters, yes, six. Um, just capital just capital yes, um, two. So it's eight yes, two I don't know, um, um, no no's. So should I go in all in and promote Shark Bay? Let's just say that it's a locked on Ole Miss thing. This could be our thing. And the more I think about it over and over, it would be unique to us, not just Ole Miss, but locked on Ole Miss. It could be a loom type thing. And it would be something that separates us from other fans. We'd be able to pick them out out of crowd if they say shark bait. Um, you know, we play Mercer in two weeks, shark bait, you know, just over and over and over again. And as we build our collective confidence, because I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest, I'm gonna be real with y'all for a second, okay? There is not much that I hate more than we are all miss and used as a derogatory thing. You've heard my podcast. You know what type of fan I am. I'm not surprising anybody at this point. The we are Ole Miss thing is absolutely ridiculous. And it needs to go away. It needs to be buried and it never needs to come back. But there are going to be certain fans that are able to just droopy dog it that was going to be an Eeyore and always look at the worst, you know. It's like, is the glass half full or the glass half empty? And it's like, no, the glass is empty, even though there's water in it. And that is the we are Ole Miss mindset, in my opinion. If you use it in the wrong circumstance, which most of the time they do. We are Ole Miss after Arkansas in 2015. Yeah, the, that that fit. We are Ole Miss after a kid gets in trouble and is suspended from the team temporarily. No, that, that doesn't fit. That is just trying to look at the way this assert a certain way this come in. So that's how I feel about we are Ole Miss. Now, if we can turn that we are Ole Miss and everybody's saying that over and over again, instead of repurposing it for a positive meaning, which they've tried to do multiple times, instead of doing that, why don't we do the shark bait thing? To where we constantly say it, and anytime it comes up, almost annoying that it gets brought up. 
It's like we're playing Alabama this weekend. Shark bait. We're playing LSU this weekend. Shark bait. Um, Harold Perkins is a really great linebacker. Shark bait. That can be our reflexive comeback that we do. And I think it would be really fun. I think it would be cool, and it would help us build a confidence level that Ole Miss fans need to have moving forward. Just my opinion about that. Also, I do want to say, um, this is from J. Keith Garner from YouTube. He said, according to reports last night, the total reaping for the um, Grove Collective yesterday was $1.7 million. Ton of money. I don't think I misheard that. Addendum, the goal for the week, and this is a week of giving, is $3 million. Ole Miss is roughly 60% there. Um, and, you know, this might go away because of the live stream. I think that was an excellent idea by Walker Jones. But the $3 million, I think, is going to happen. Like I said yesterday, there was apparently a meeting over the weekend to where there was $4 million asked for. Basically, it was no problem was said, and you're going to see that get raised, and that it should help our 2024 class. Now, I do I think it's like for Ryan Wingo? No, no, I, I, I don't think you need to look there. I think it's for the transfer portal. I think it might be for a couple of big fish that they're trying to land. I think if they get that money in hand, that will help them with a player like Kiwan Lacey, even though he's a three-star. It's a Quinshawn Judkins type of three-star. He's a special, special running back. Um, like I said, Ole Miss has a type when it comes to running backs. So I think there will be a little bit of big game hunting. Deuce Knight is coming up. He's, I think he's going to commit sometime in the next month or two. It's another situation where the Grove Collective can make a ton of difference. So I'm not going to harp on the collective every day. I know it's the week before week zero. This is one of the hardest weeks of the year because they're back in school. There's not a lot of information. There's no game. It's kind of like a bye week before the season starts. So all of the stuff that you had for the off season has been used. And all of the stuff um, for this week, and as you're getting ready for the game, you can't really use it yet because the information isn't flowing readily at this point. Next week, we can get into game week. It's going to be fine. So this week, we're talking about the collective a little bit, and it is the week of giving. So bear with me about that. Anyway, thank you very much for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first. Listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. Hope everybody has a great Wednesday as we get pushing towards college football actually starting in like three days. That's pretty fantastic. So later on this week, um, um, today, I have an interview with Michael Borky um, for tonight's show. Um, I am working to get David Eckert on Thursday. On Friday, I've got Jason Simmons' schedule from Dead Soxie. On Saturday, I've got Jeremy, um, Jeremy Scott's schedule. I've got Derek, I've got Tom, I've got Brian Smith. I've got so many interviews for this last weekend of essentially of lack of interviews. Now it's going to change next week, but this week um, I wanted to do it one more time for everybody because the weekends where we've been absolutely just killing everybody right now. So 
Hope everybody has a good time and we will see you tomorrow. Hotty toddy.